episode four, season two is on the way. That's it, I man. am Jeffrey Nadal, and I have my partner. The tax collector. <laughs> Mr. Jeffrey Nadal. Yes, nah, man. this is Otis, a.k.a. ODB. What's up, partner? How's it going, man? It's going, man. It's going. Like the rain in California. Yeah, right I, was gonna, I was just about to say that, too. The <laughs> rain right now is killing everybody. No one in Cali wants to do anything, man. When I used to rain back in the day, when I used to sub, I used to cancel every single sub. It's funny. I, would, I went to... Um, I, w- I went I went to a winery yesterday. It's like in Temecula. It overlooks like beautiful views. And um, one of the ladies who works there, she says, I remember when rain was cool. She said, <laughs> we would pull our phones out and we would record every time it rained. Uh, I said, well, you ain't got no damn space now, do you? <laughs> <laughs> For real. God, nope. So welcome back, everybody. This is the Alpha Mentality, if you're uh, tuning in for the first time, where we discuss the definition of alpha mentality and things that come along with that, where we bring you the latest topics and suggestions on, you know, whether that may be, some people may call it motivation, we call it inspiration, but mm. more importantly, I think it's a lot of experience, you know? Yeah. So um, if you're listening to this right now, um, at the time of this recording, it's uh, probably like the middle of March. Uh, not to get too exact. And there's a lot of things that are happening right now. A lot. And we are going to get head on on a specific topic. So if you're listening to this, let me just describe a couple things that are going on. So we're on the brink of a recession. Would you? I'm kind of more than a brink. We're going over the brink right now. Okay. I'm just trying to be nice, you know, just in case <laughs> some of my regulators are listening to this. Um, we're on the brink of a recession. Uh, housing market, interest rates are up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Three banks just collapsed just recently. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this, SVB, there was a New York bank that uh, collapsed. I forget the other one. A um, lot of uh, tumultuous times we're living in, man. It's crazy, man. Yeah. There's a lot of layoffs. Layoffs are a Ooh. huge topic right now. They, You know what? That's going to be the topic today. We're going to talk about layoffs, right? Mm. But before we do that, I think what's important to draw light to is um, the layoffs that have not happened. Yeah. That, this, that, that's what's scary. It is. That's what's scary, man. Because a lot of people are kind of like, well, I'm still safe until when is the real question. So before we jump into our topic, I think it's appropriate for us to kind of play and define the word security, job security, mm-hmm. be specific. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's job security? In, in what sense? Because you, <laughs> you, 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 you can ask this question to different people, you're going to get different responses, right? My definition of job security, I don't think there is one. I, I, I personally don't believe any job is safe. Like, there really Keep isn't. Talking, I'm going to Google this. Keep going. Yeah, I mean, to, you really think about it. There's so many jobs that are virtually disappearing just because technology keeps getting more advanced. AI is going to take a lot of jobs, guys. Oh, man. I don't know if you notice in your uh, in your supermarkets, but self-checkout, cashiers are losing their jobs. Dude, the, the shopping carts. Bro. Did you see that? Yeah, like Whole Foods? You, you drop it in and it automatically That's charges you now. <laughs> Yo. Yo, when I was a kid. And I watched the Jetsons. I thought about stuff like this. I'm not even kidding. So let me define it. Job security is the state of having a job that is secure and from which one is unlikely to be dismissed. Oh. Like, hold on. So can, can you repeat the key word in there? The key word, Ooh, unlikely. unlikely. No one said it ain't going to happen. It's saying <laughs> unlikely to get dismissed. Hey, the best security is the security that you provide, you yeah. know? That's interesting because as you guys are listening to this, there's projected uh, projected that there's two million jobs that'll be lost just on the brink of what's going on, and we don't want to draw any light to this. You know, there's going to be families that are going to be affected. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I'm 37. I had to think about that. I'll be 38. Uh, and when 2008 happened, I was just entering into the job market. I was just kind of, you know, I wasn't doing anything crazy. I think I was working for uh, Walgreens and a pharmacy at that time. And um, I didn't really feel the effects of 08. Here we are in 2023. You know, was that 15 years later? And this topic of job security is happening. Now, Was I, I was getting ready to mention Two million jobs on the brink, meaning like the onset, are going to happen, and it's projected that that's going to reach you know somewhere near the um, like ten ten million, you know maybe north of that that's in crazy. terms of people losing their jobs. So for a long time, let me give you guys a little bit of backstory. Jeff and I were both entrepreneurs, and um, you know we left. Uh, let's call them nine to fives. We left the job. Uh, job is nothing but an acronym that stands for the journey of the broke or just over broke. Hmm. And uh, we, lo- we left that because we both have families. Uh, shout out to this guy. He has a, uh, how old is Leilani? Uh, she'll be two months in five days. Two months in five days, dude. She is, I, look, my nickname, I'm calling her already Smiley. <laughs> yeah, for real. She is a bundle of joy, man. She's, uh, she's, uh, she's beautiful, man. She's Thank got this long it. hair and just always smiling. Anyways, let's get back to this job security. We Got away from that because we wanted real security. The only security you're going to have is the security that you can provide. And uh, just in the midst of talking about this, Jeff, you were discussing uh, some important things like just when you're looking for right opportunities, because many people about to be laid out, uh, laid off. And um, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, man, the sky is falling. I want to give you guys some hope. Hope is on the way. Um, I pulled something up for you guys uh, that I think is pretty cool. Uh, recessions. I'm going to go back and show you guys. In, in these, these, these moments of difficulty, you heard me say this, destinies, they're completed or they're initiated in this case. And some of the biggest, best companies that we know now, they were founded in recessions. Yeah. Okay. Let me read a few of those uh, names. Netflix, mm. 1997. Airbnb, 2008. Trader, Trader Joe's. Wow. I Trader love their Jones. wine, dude. They got some like yeah, 1958, uh, Microsoft, 1975. These are all recession years, right? So if you guys right now, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? Hey, uh, I kind of get that idea. I want to be the next Microsoft. I'm going to start mm-hmm. off in the garage. You know, I want to start a dog training business like Je- uh, like <laughs> Jeff over here. You know, I'm just looking to really get this 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 cake brand off the, off the ground. You know, I really want to get my my social media, you know, I want to be able to affect people because I see a problem, right? Let's talk about a few things, Jeff, that you should look for when you have the the correct opportunity, when you're facing maybe you want to knock on the door becoming an entrepreneur. I'm telling you today, you're not hearing from guru, you're not hearing from gurus, but you're hearing from people who I'm telling you, I can tell you without a doubt what it's like. I've been an entrepreneur for the last eight years. I can tell you all of the ups. I can tell you all of the downs, right? There's a lot more ups than there are downs. But in the beginning, there's some things you have to think about, right? So what are some things that people should consider like when they're looking for the right opportunity? I mean, you have to find the issues that are out there. So I think the first thing I would, I would consider if you're looking for an opportunity is you have to make sure there's a dramatic need for what it is that you're about to do. Okay. You know, if there's no need for what you're about to do, you'll find yourself struggling in that recession. The reason why all these companies were built during the recession is they realized the need. Let's just take Netflix, for example. 
people are home, people aren't really spending money. Oh my god, let's let's watch, let's stream <laughs> from the house. No more movies. And yeah. now they're getting back to TV. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. But no, I think I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, just think about um, I'll give you teaching for example. When when we did the whole Zoom thing, right? There were some teachers that hated it, but a teacher like me, I hated it initially. Then I got used to it. Mm. Oh crap, I'm at home. This is nice. I don't have to drive to school anymore. Then when we had to go back to school, I didn't want to go back, so I stopped. That's a dramatic need. That is a dramatic market need. When you when you think about all things considered, like anything that we have on or anything that we desire. So like, um, what is it? Uh, what's the the, the taxi? The Uber. Uber. Mm-hmm. So Uber, they solved the problem because the taxi industry was monopolizing and kind of capitalizing the, the right. yellow taxi guys, and they came in and they met a need because most people. You know, you have to wait for forever for a taxi and then ta-da, there you go. Yeah. You know, they solved the problem. What's an existing problem that you can come up with right now, right? So number one, I, I would agree with that, a dramatic market need because people, they've worked from home in yeah. Zoom, yeah, in the Zoom and Boom era, okay? And they found out, and if you're listening to this, you know you agree with me. <laughs> you know you work from home from that job that you know damn well you didn't even have to show up to in the first place. And now they want you back home. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever, yeah, right? You know, most people, they want to they wanna work from home because there's a child care issue, mm-hmm. you know, within this dramatic market need. You know, people are looking for better opportunities. What else are they looking for in that, 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 that need? I mean, just dissatisfied how many people are dissatisfied that you know at their current job Stu, i can tell you probably nine out of ten listeners listening to this right now you would agree come on yeah. now just go ahead 100%. press a button like it subscribe hit a bell do whatever right we know this to be true yes or yes so since you agree with me yes i want you to understand you got to be open yeah you know you got to be open now more than ever you can really change the trajectory if you start looking at the right opportunities yep. what's something else do you think will i don't know will characterizes hey if i'm looking for the right opportunity right now Mm -hmm. i don't know what it is otis i don't know what it is jeff jeff tell me what else would you look for i mean what if you could find something that has a system ready for you so you don't have to go reinvent the wheel i think that to me was a huge thing when i actually joined this business when i when i created the doctrine business i'd have to go invent something you know a lot of people like what am i gonna invent oh my god i'm gonna create the new company yeah you might be that person but you have a better chance of actually starting something that you can kind of mimic if you copy the right cat you have their system how can i apply that system to my own business and just run it the exact same way yeah i'm i'm from um i'm from the midwest illinois to be exact in illinois there's a what's called hamburger university Mm -hmm. and uh that's where they teach you to make the hamburgers fries and shakes from mcdonald's obviously and uh they have a great system you know they have a system where you just need two teenagers and one adult. The problem with owning a McDonald's is what? Profitability. Yeah. You need capital. Yeah. I think the McDonald's, um, I looked at somebody, I know somebody who owns a McDonald's. They earned, I'm sorry, they had to spend like $1.1 million. How much do they make? That's the problem. I wish I could tell. I mean, I could probably Google it, right? But having a great system. I never forget I had a mentor and uh, he said, in order to have a great system, it's got to be simple. Hmm. It's got to be Pardon me. It's got to be simple. It's got to be duplicatable. Yeah. It's got to be something that could be repeated over and over. And within you looking for that right opportunity, can you do what I call spill the dirt, vacuum the dirt, and collect the check? Right? Mm. Where's the system in that? It's very simple. Okay? You know, the Kirby salesman, that's all I used to do. I remember as a kid, they used to come to our door. They used to say, you know, they wanted to sell the vacuums. They would come in. I, although we would see the bowling ball commercials where the Kirby thing was <laughs> yeah, the yeah. vacuum. I'm sorry, the bowling ball. 
All you have to do is have something that's just that easy. Spill some dirt as vacuum and show how awesome it is, and then collect the check just because it works, right? So I, re- I really like those two first ideas, right? You said number one was a, a dramatic marketing, say, marketing yep. and then- Having a good system. A good system. Okay. Yeah. System. Write this acronym down mm. before we move on to the next one. I think Jeff will spill us. Is a system is something that- uh, saves yourself time, energy, money. Hello, write that down. Yep. Save yourself time, energy, and money, right? So if you're an entry-level entrepreneur, uh, I'll give you guys an idea. I wanted to uh, start a, a a LinkedIn for healthcare professionals. Yeah, I remember you told me that. Dude, there's no system in that. I had to go and create the system. You're going to reinvent the wheel. That's exactly. literally what you're going to do. I'm, I'm riding around here on square wheels versus round wheels. So that's, um, mm-hmm. that's something that's important. Now, now, I'm going to pose this question for the audience, okay? So you said, I need the right market, mm-hmm. okay? Like, I need the right market, dramatic market need. I also need a great system. Mm-hmm. You know what the number one thing people are thinking about? Money. So talk to me about money. You need to have good compensation. If they ain't paying you, if it's not paying nice, don't talk to me. At yeah. the end of the day, money talks. It does. And the other stuff walks, you know, manure. <laughs> so I, I will piggyback and say that, yes, within that powerful compensation, there's something that you consider, um, the cash flow quadrant. Mm-hmm. So in the cash flow quadrant, if you've never heard of this, there's a gentleman by the name of Robert Kiyosaki. He wrote a book, um, Cash Flow Quadrant. And in there, he, he details how most working class society, they belong in well, all of us, we work, we belong in four quadrants, right? On the left side, there's a 95% of us, which are employed and self-employed, which yep. means if we don't go show up, we don't get a paycheck. Yep. Okay. But then the right-hand side is where, you know, you have a system. You're a business owner or you're an investor, right? right? So within that compensation, here's something I think it should have. It should have something that's scalable. A hundred percent. If you can't scale something, you're just going to get stuck and you're going to have a lid on your, on your money. And at that point, it doesn't become a powerful compensation. It's just... You're basically at your, at your job at that point. Yeah. I mean, I don't, if I'm a kid selling um, lemonade at the lemonade stands, how, I don't know how scalable that is, yeah. you know, till I start running into, you know, my other competition or maybe I run out of uh, lemonade juice or something like mm-hmm. that, right? But I, I think that a powerful compensation makes a big difference. Does. And I, I, I do want to do this. I want to put a pin right here because this is the exact reason why I got started in the financial industry eight years ago. You know, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. I was driving, you know, pretty long commutes, almost two hours. Yep, you guys heard me right. Two hours. I was working 14, 16 hour days. I was tired of exchanging time for money. Right. You know, I needed money. I needed time to start making time start multiplying. But how do I do that if I don't have the right, what you said, the right system mm-hmm. and I don't have like the right market need at that time. Right. So I think that's pretty powerful in terms of like compensation, right? What do you think? What do you think about the entrepreneur the first year they come out and they're like, "Dude, I want to make money. I gotta make money right now." Like, what, what's the like? What, what's your advice for somebody like that? Find something that you don't that your profit margins are the best very quickly. I mean, think about it. You don't want overhead. I, that I mean, that's I think that's the biggest thing for me is when I got into the whole dog training is how can I live in my overhead, which is why I started it from my house. Hello. Like your, your, your first, your first opportunity, you should really consider making a home based. You know, I, I had just posted this on my Instagram. It's like, if you're not, if your first opportunity is not home based, think about all the write-offs that you get if your business is based out of your home. That's oh, so true. That's so true. And especially through Zoom too. Everything is through Zoom. When you think about it, your Wi-Fi, you need that just for your home in general. You're already paying for it. What if your business could pay for that for you? 
man, we may have to bring a CPA <laughs> do that. That's so true because I get I enjoy the tax write-offs. Everything I essentially I buy, I purchase, um, you know, it has some effect of, you know, being able to lower my tax yeah, uh, liability. So uh, that's just, I have to say that politically correct just in case <laughs> somebody else is listening. But that's that, that's important, you know, having the right money situation, yeah. right? What if you can make money in your sleep? I mean, that's the dream. If you're not trying to make money in your sleep, man, you're going to work till the day you die. Yeah. yeah. So there's active income. There's also a passive income. And then there's also massive passive income. Talk dirty. You have to figure out which category you're going to go in because active is, it requires you. So if you're listening to this, you're a doctor, mm. right? You're a lawyer. Well, that's active income. If you don't go see a client, you don't see a patient, you don't get paid, right? But then on the flip hand side, what about the person who owns the doctor's practice or owns the hospital? Make the most money. They do. They rarely there. How are, how are people, how are they not, how are people not leveraging? Like compensation to like to your degree. I know we're getting off in a tangent with mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. with the money, but I just I don't know. I feel like it's an important conversation. I mean, you just have to ask yourself the very simple question. I mean, whenever we sit down, and we talk to people, right? The number one thing that I ask them is like, hey, look at who's who's making more money, who's wealthier, the the employee or the business owner? They're like, oh, the business owner. So why don't you own a business? Why don't you try to like do this business so you can actually do something for yourself and make the money? No one really has an answer to that because they probably never have thought about it. You know, and it's not till we're in this economic, perfect economic timing right now in this recession that people are going to kind of open their eyes to like, well, what do you have to lose? You might lose your job right now. Anyways, you might as well create (laughs) a second source of income. You know, and it's not to say that like in in a harsh way, but it's the reality of it, man. Like you have to really consider this. Like if you I mean, I always think about like the mortgage people. Mortgages suck right now. Like. Everyone was making a lot of money when it was two, three percent. Yeah, that was easy. But now that it's actually harder to sell a mortgage, you're starting to realize like all the people that weren't really that good at what they were doing, like they're finding themselves out the door. Like, okay, what do I do now? (laughs) Sell a seven percent interest rate. My God. Yeah. I mean, I mean, more proud too if you can do it. I ain't knocking nobody hustle. I just, you know, again, it goes back to market need. Yeah. You know, like what you what you mentioned earlier. People don't find it necessary to go get a 7% loan on a half a million dollar house. That's, I mean, the difference in between. Anyways, I was about to, man. <laughs> You're about to start giving us I really about, was. Yeah, I really crazy. was, right? But I do want to add one, okay? I think that, you know, what, what you mentioned so far, having, you know, the right system and having the right need and, you know, having the right money situation, right? Mm-hmm. Going along with systems and things. You'd like, you think about Uber. They are the world's largest taxi organization, yet they own no taxis. You think about Airbnb, right? World's biggest real estate company, yet they own no real estate. But somehow they're the biggest. They still collect uh, what's called like a spread, basically Mm -hmm. like an override, just from having a platform, right, where they can collect money because they're leveraging, you know, the efforts of other people. For the benefits of themselves, by the way. I mean, what is, I mean, you, you, I don't know how Uber works, but I'm pretty sure it works like you go and go make money and we get a small percentage or something. But I mean, let's look at it on the flip side. It's so genius what Uber, Airbnb is doing because it's actually providing people exactly what they want. People want to be in control of their own income. Uber allows you that. Airbnb allows you that by leveraging what you already do. Most of you are already driving. Most of you already have the home. Why not just rent it out when you leave and make some extra money off of it? That's all it is. And people love that because I always hear this from every Uber driver. Well, I love it because I get to make my own schedule. Ooh. 
Oh my God. What That's if, number one too. Yeah, hundred percent. If you can make your own schedule, hey dude, you want to start at 10 a.m.? Cool, start at 10 a.m. No one cares. The money's still gonna be there. Oh my God. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I mean, that is the number one response. Why do you do this? I love the flexibility because people they yeah. value not even the money priority. Mm-hmm. They value the time, the flexibility, yep. and they probably value their family time. Yeah, man. The most, dude. That's or peace I, of mind time. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the people that I sit with, the number one thing that they hate, why they hate their job is sometimes they don't actually hate the job. They hate being told when to go in, when to go out. That's what they hate. <sighs> That's the journey. Yeah. Journey of the broke. J-O-B, man. J-O-B. So I think another thing that may be missing from the factor is um, what I will call um, G-E-T, right? Good economic timing, mm. right? And uh, again, the timing is impeccable. So yeah. I'm going to give you a little bit on the reason why I started and Jeff started in the financial industry. And then I'm going to help you guys kind of scale the thought of maybe what you want to. So when I got started, I was introduced to the concept of timing is everything. So right now, just being in the financial industry, um, there's there's a, a lot of people that were born between a certain age. Let's call those people baby boomers. There's mm-hmm. about... 80 million of them that are now starting to retire. Yeah. So as of, I think it was January 11th, 2000, and I'm sorry, January 1st, 2011, till the end of December 2029, there's going to be about 10,000 baby booms that retire every single day. The problem with this is that they don't, they've never had a financial advisor. They never yeah. had anybody sit down professionally. They never had anybody cover insurable need debts, things like that. And the timing is just right there, right? Because you think about where we are in the economy. Like, there's this chaotic mess of people getting laid off, mm-hmm. right? So if you're listening to this, you may say, well, Otis, you know, I kind of get that, but I, I don't, you know, maybe that's just not my cup of tea. Well, think about the uncertainty of the problem that you're trying to solve. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people can solve it. Like, you, you solve the problem, mm-hmm. right? Think about this. People... Outside of their family, like their children, what's the the next most loved, cherished member? The dog. The dog. <laughs> Hopefully not a cat, but a dog. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's funny because I started during COVID. You yeah. met a need. Yeah. Right? Everyone was buying dogs, never owned dogs before. They didn't realize the household was about to be. And I'm like, me and Liz looked at each other. I was like, everyone's getting a dog that doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Let's train their dogs. Yes. Uber solved this problem then. Yeah. Back when Uber started, there was a massive layoff because there was a recession, right? So right now, so so this massive layoff, I think that the un- unemployment rate raised to like over 10%, something mm-hmm. like this. And when they did, there's millions of jobs that are lost in America. So what they did was that they created opportunity because it was the right timing. You think about what I just mentioned about the, uh, the financial industry, the right timing, yeah. okay? Right now, if you're listening to this, this is March of 2023. The unemployment rate is like 3.5%. It's going to go somewhere north of 10%. There's the right timing. Do you have a product? Do you have a service? Do you have a solution that can meet the consumer's need? Do you? You know, I, I love what I do because it all, it's always something that you're going to always have to, you know, kind of have in the goodie bag, right? Mm-hmm. So good, good economic timing, G-E-T. What else? I mean, I think the, the next one is just some good core values. You know, people... People will always do business with someone that they feel like I can relate to you. I I see that you're a family person and you're just you're just good people. It, it, it's just what it comes down to sometimes. I agree. I agree. I love like our team. Yeah. You know, despite sometimes I want to 
throw some people up against the wall and put them <laughs> in a headlock. But no, I mean, you want to do that with your family anyways, right? But, you know, you should have best business practice. You should yeah. have some some core family values. It should be like a mom and pop shop feel, but in a massive organization that can spread out. I, I think that you should be, you know, you should go into business for yourself. But if you have the family value, it won't feel like you're by yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm you saying? Right on the head. Yeah. So like, I don't know. You know, another thing that was important to me was having a mentor. Yeah. Having a coach, yeah. having somebody that was going to be able to guide me. What are some other things that are important for you? I mean, just leadership, someone that's been there before, done that. But not only that, you can kind of sense, um, you can sense where people's intentions are at sometimes, right? And if you can feel the good vibe. You can feel like everyone's here for each other, not just for themselves. I think that changes the feel of a team. Everyone wants to be part of a winning culture, winning team, Absolutely. right? And when you feel like at your job, sometimes you don't really feel that. I never felt that as a teacher. I yeah. felt like I was very isolated as a, as a teacher. Just I didn't have the same core values as everyone else. So I think when you are looking for that opportunity, you have to find people that you can really vibe with. And hey, can I go to battle with you at the end of the day? That's what it goes down to me. Yeah, me. I do like that. I, I do like that we kind of put this out on the table today this way because I find it, again, level one to 10. I think it's a 100 because... If you're listening to this, you're going to thank this recording from yep. the stars above because right now, you know you were destined for something bigger and better. Yep. And God has probably put you in this situation, by the way, yeah. so that you can be forced out of that nine to five, by the way, that you're dissatisfied with, yeah. that you've probably generally just been putting up with. Mm-hmm. You know, if I asked you right now, you know, um, do you like or love what you do? If you can't reflexively say, I love what I do. It's probably time for you to start thinking about that idea, you know, start Mm -hmm. putting that gizmo together, start thinking about, you know, solving that problem in the community or just the world, you know, Um, I'm going to be selfish on this next statement, but I believe that entrepreneurship will solve the problems of our world. I just really do. You I know, mean, that's what an entrepreneur is. It's a person that solves problems. Yeah, dude. That's all it really is. The innovation is all there, man. So I want to, I don't know. I want to land a plane there. I know we, uh, we we touched on some things. I don't know if that was like four, five, six things that we touched on. Something like that. But I think that this is a great opportunity to go stop, record, uh, go listen to this, go spread yeah. the message because, you know, people are going to need an opportunity at some point, you know, the, the greatest times I'm uh, sorry, the worst times produce the best uh, opportunities for people. You know, you think about how many jobs that Uber's created for people or yeah. just big companies. Man. I mean, so, what I really wanted, the message I want to end with, with the people listening is what if you could provide that opportunity for people? Like, mm-hmm. do you realize how fulfilling that feeling is when I'm able to give a trainer a job, when I'm able to mentor an agent? Like, dude, that is fulfilling beyond measure. And if you can be providing that, you may see your life change in a very big way. So I think I'll end with this. The best time to start was yesterday. Mm. Preach, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have anything else to add, man. This is the Alpha Mentality. Go ahead, brother. End us out. Episode four, season two is in the books. Make sure you guys like, comment, share. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.